that it's the awareness that arises through paying attention on purpose in the present moment non-judgmentally. Hello and welcome to the podcast on the rocks with Neil and Tom. So the podcast that hopes to help you bring life to your years and years to your life. Hello and welcome to series three, episode two of On the Rocks with me, Neil, and and with me, Tom. Him, Tom. So uh, we're in our new uh, mobile recording studio down the beach with two microphones, but uh, yeah, you may get some weird echoing. So we haven't quite got them set up properly, but. Um, Yes, just been in for a dip again. Seems to be the common recurring theme after we've recorded these. Uh, it's Tom's uh, shout today as to what we're discussing. So what are we discussing, Tom? Yeah, I thought we'd talk about mindfulness today. Um, having just been, as Neil says, in the sea. Only a short one this time. Um, but, you know, we talk about how it's real mindful activity and uh, how mindfulness is good for us. I just thought we'd uh, talk a little bit about it. A little bit about what it is and what it means to us really mindfulness okay so let's try and start in the beginning to anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about um what's the definition of mindfulness well there can be different definitions of mindfulness but one which i found quite useful is by a chap called uh, it's called god the suspense is killing me Tom's currently pausing at the moment because he's trying to go just through his memory checking. bank. I'll just double check in. John Kabat-Zinn. Oh, now, nice. John Kabat-Zinn was a, um, a, a neuroscientist. Um, no, psychologist. If Tom's looking distracted, it's because he can see the sea from where he is. <laughs> I, I can see a toilet bowl. Nice, so yeah. Tom keeps staring at the uh, surf nice yeah, to see yeah. what's going on. John Kabat-Zinn was a psychologist um, from, I think it's MIT or Massachusetts or... Same place. Somewhere else, beginning with M. And, um, and he was involved in, in... He was originally did a lot of study, um, trips into um, the sort of Indian subcontinent and brought back a lot of... Uh, a lot of well, we're talking in the 80s, aren't we? Sort of early, 70s, 80s? 70s, yeah. yeah. Brought back... Um, I suppose we Buddhist ideas and really transformed them into um, an approach that was acceptable in the was Western he a psychologist world. then did he sort of approach it from that aspect some or? aspects of it yes yeah yeah but it, but it, the bottom line is that he came up with a quite a nice definition which I've liked which is that it's the awareness that arises through paying attention on purpose in the present moment non-judgmentally and I, I like that read that again working definition awareness that arises through paying attention on purpose in the present moment non-judgmentally awareness mm. so what does that mean what does awareness mean so it could be about noticing so it could be about noticing um, you know, if you're for, anxious, yeah, stressed, yeah, yeah. something like that. Because again, spotting anxiety is quite difficult if you're in the mm. throes of it. Mm. It's about noticing. So I don't know if you're experiencing often negative thoughts, rumination, 
um, that constant kind of inner voice if you're not noticing it if you're living in a in a in a a state of autopilot I suppose where you're not really you just going about your daily business not really noticing those things suddenly negative thoughts or whatever it is can can sneak up on you and when you're in that sort of autopilot state perhaps you don't notice the really pleasant things or you don't really notice much really and sometimes the negative things can be um, amplified somewhat because that's what we do to survive yeah, you notice it, negative things the awareness of if you're having this uh, negative thought mm. the awareness of it can stop it then spiraling out of control mm. I think is sort of the important message really yeah. so mindfulness to most people I think is if you've not become aware of Eastern philosophies mindfulness has probably been seen in apps and in the media a lot nowadays people talking about being mindful mindful eating mindful well just mindful existence I suppose um, so how do how do we approach becoming mindful I mean where'd you go where'd you start well, I think mindfulness as you say is is kind of everywhere really you can mindfully do all sorts of things be mindful about this be mindful about the other thing but you can mindfulness is a I suppose can be a practice as well as a state of just a state of mind state of being so you can practice mindfulness through um, meditations formal meditations but also mindfulness of being mindfulness just being mindful you could be washing up and could do that in a mindful way where you're entirely present with it and noticing the you know the minutiae the whatever it happens to be whatever you whatever the process the heat of the water whatever it is that you're there present fully fully in that moment now at that time again i'll come talk about some of the potential benefits of it but that's one way or it could be sort of formal practice sat down meditating sat down um, focusing on the breath as Neil's done a few of those guided meditations haven't you yeah yeah um, I think people can find it very difficult to just suddenly become mindful because hmm. um, they get intrusive thoughts very easily appear mm -hmm. and it's like yeah well I am washing up you use an example washing up mm. I am washing up but literally Right, I'm concentrating on the pan or whatever mm. and the scrubber uh, and then suddenly I'm thinking about the work I've got to do tomorrow mm. when I get back to mm. work or the argument I had earlier with mm. somebody and but again that's where you're talking about the noticing but that is the thing it's the not it's, but that's the hard bit but that's that's I would argue the the actual the essence of it is that the fact that you have noticed that you are not thinking about the washing up you're thinking about something else now is the essence of mindfulness is that you are ah, there it is and then to look at that non-judgmentally not saying oh, i must be rubbish at this I, I can't can't even do this that's where the that's where the idea that you okay there we are there it is but let's return back to focusing on the washing up or focusing on whatever it happens to be that you're trying to do in a mindful way it's that returning back all the time it could be a you know in a in a 
10 minute sit, you could be 100 times that your mind goes away onto something else. But the, the fact that you've noticed that and come back to come back to the so you're talking you're about on. formal meditation then yeah. if you're in that instance, a sit if yeah. that is it in in that instance but i don't you know so would you start is it better to, it's better i i personally from my experience starting with meditation mm. is an easier way to access mindfulness or not i would agree yeah yeah definitely i mean there's all sorts of guided meditations and again we've spoken about them before but where you just where you're encouraged to notice the breathing, and then you know, sometime during the guided meditation, uh, the person talking will say, "Oh, your breath, your your your, your thoughts, your your um, you, you've gone to your thoughts away from your breath." You know, if you have, return back. And it's like, "Oh yeah, a reminder of it." And you know, starting off like trying anything new, it's a, it's a reminder to come back to the breath, and then once you know, once you're getting a bit more comfortable with that, then do it without a guided meditation. Do it by yourself. See how long you can. See how long you can focus on your. It's not competition, just but just you know, notice how long it takes you yeah, to, I think to lose your concentration or whatever. We've been, oh, I've been, you've been, we've both been to talks from very long-standing Buddhist mm. monks, and even they admit if they're trying mm. to say they're doing a breath-counting meditation, that even getting to ten is still mm. difficult after mm. ten, twenty years of practice. Mm. So certainly don't rate yourself if if you're finding that getting to mm. even three or four without your mind altering mm. so so in that in a meditation you are literally again sitting somewhere comfortable mm. um again don't worry about images of people sat you know in the full mm. lotus position or sat you know with it on a cushion with their legs folded or yeah, however yeah. led down sat down mm. in a yeah. chair but not too comfortable i think is probably the message yeah, so you need some sort of somewhere. so you, yeah. your body's aware that this is a different mm. phase you're going through so sort of the upright back zen very much it focuses on positioning for meditation but a lot aren't quite strict mm. so yeah so you're sat down even a, like a dining room chair i think is probably a good good place mm. to start um sat down and again eyes open eyes closed Eventually, eyes open is better, but sometimes mm. it helps to start with your eyes closed because you've got less distractions. And just watching the breath, yeah, you know, and just trying to be aware of, you know, feeling the breath as it goes in through yeah. the nose, breathe through your nose rather than your mouth. So as it goes through your nostrils, feeling of it, and just focusing on that, and then focusing as it goes out and counting on the out mm. breath, and just seeing how far you get before mm. any other thoughts come up. But if another thought arises suddenly you know the argument you had then that's when you okay that's what it just a thought. a thought that's a thought and that's it they just and the more you do it the more you realize that these things will they just bubble up like like you know all, you can use all sorts of analogies for it but it rather than just ah oh, you know berating as as you say berating yourself for having this having thought and not i can't even do this it's just oh there it is it's just a thought and it turns it from a mindset that turns it from being a challenge a problem it's just like oh there we are that's interesting and then next and start again and we start again and we start again and you just yeah. you may start again multiple times but it's what you're building up is that awareness mm. that your mind is mm. not being mindful mm. and that awareness is what the whole point of it is because it eventually effectively you know more about this mm. but you, you're going to rewire neural pathways yeah. and absolutely there is that is fundamentally what it's about and it's not and and the thing that i found really weird is oh no someone might see me 
sat down meditating. So at my house, and I got you know, I don't know when I had kids were younger, that sort of thing. I mean, what would they think? I thought, really doesn't it doesn't really doesn't matter ultimately it's a type it's a type of training call it what you like you know you can happy to sit i don't know in the gym and doing various things or whatever it is that your fitness thing is it's just the same it's well, just a process that's the hangover from i think the religious mm. aspect of it the eastern mm. sort of religions that people are yeah. in the west in particular still mm. got a lot of hang-ups on religion from early early life mm. and but that brings us interestingly on or perhaps come on to that in a minute so yeah once you practice the mm. med meditation then you can start applying it easier yeah. in everyday life so when you are mm. doing the washing up you'll you can try focusing mm. on the you know Thich Nhat Han, famous uh, uh, Buddhist monk he always says you know when I'm washing up I am washing up that's mm. what I'm doing I'm not trying to do two things at once and in the West we had this fascination with multitasking in the 80s mm. and 90s and 2000s where it was good if you can multitask it's great if you can do several things at once well a lot of studies now i think are showing that you're just doing everything not as well as you mm. would if you mindfully did one of them mm. sort of thing but it's it is interesting then that once you started doing a formal practice then it becomes that mindful practice comes into it just comes into everything every aspect of your life you suddenly realize ah yeah that's that ah yeah okay i'm i'm, I'm there i go again i'm I'm not really focusing. Just go out for a walk and in the fields, and suddenly, okay, rather than me just thinking about, I've got to get to the end of the walk. It's actually noticing what's around you, and it kind of, it spreads out into so many aspects of life. Um, so you know, in, enjoying in, the journey rather than looking forward to the destination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, 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 for me, it, it it started off as a kind of, um, as I say, sort of almost like a therapy. Yeah, it was a therapy for. So how did you start? Anxiety. You started with an app, didn't you? Yeah, I started with Headspace and found yeah. it really very useful. I was like, okay. But you can I, get a yeah. you can get a free trial yeah, of Headspace, yeah, but then eventually it's a paid so. app. But yeah, but I, I would rec really would recommend it. Um, really powerful um, impact that it had. But then the more you, you explore it, then you can start to see well, actually, how does it apply to me in my life and uh, and adapting things to suit you. So if you want, you know, I I would strongly recommend a formal practice. No, I do a daily practice, varies. I, I, if I can't get 10 minutes in, I'm really struggling. So 10 minutes I, I try to do, and I've got a bit more time, 20 minutes or, and, and longer if I have more time to do it. But it's not just about, it's not just about, oh, look how long I can sit on my meditation stool for. It's not, it's, that's not it. It's about how that can benefit your normal life, how it can yeah. benefit everyday life. It's just a practice. It's just uh, yeah. a training. To me, if, if I give, you know, like Tom's definition of mindfulness, it's it's being able to be aware of when your mind's somewhere else, mm. or your mind's making up stories, or you know, casting to the future mm. in everything. You know, in in my job as a teacher, you can uh, have quite. Yeah, you know, it's very easy to suddenly start forecasting what's going to happen in a in a lesson mm. uh, when somebody's starting to be a bit disruptive for argument's sake or something like that and but if you take a breath and you you can you learn to cope with things better rather than mm. sort of just 
reacting you're acting mm. in a in a more appropriate way and i think that's important mm. it can stop the habitual reactions i think that the habitual reactions is 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 a fundamental point as well is that often we are influenced by things we are not often a lot of the time we are influenced by things that have happened before patterns of behavior from before that's how we've reacted that's how we've dealt with this is this is happening because you know i've seen this happening before and you're not actually seeing this event this whatever it is at this moment under these circumstances you're seeing it as you probably thought it was you know because it's just based upon experiences patterns patterns you're seeing patterns of behavior patterns of looking at the world which you've done mindlessly as on autopilot for your whole lifetime really yeah and um and then that's quite powerful when you see that and you see oh, I'm reacting this way for no, it's not mm. the way I want to act, it's the way I am acting, mm. but it's a reaction. Mm. And then suddenly you're dealing with things and you're dealing with things a lot more appropriately. Um, things aren't going out of control, you know, people aren't mm. shouting at each other, people aren't doing this, and suddenly you're, right, this, mm. is, this is a much better way to live. And... That can be quite powerful when you start realising that's happening. I think that's the ultimate aim, isn't it? It's just to, is to try to respond to something rather than to react to it. To respond to it thoughtfully, to respond to it appropriately. Now, that, it's, that would be lovely if that happened every time. But, you know, I, I've been doing this for a long time and I've constantly, uh, you know, there I go again, act re I, I'm, I'm reacting again. But the point is that I'm noticing that, ah, that's what that was. And I can see it. I can see, see that. And then, okay, let's start again next time with compassion, with, you know, without, without judgment. It's, you know, so it's, certainly in, in our jobs, we, mm. s we see it happening. Um, mm. And in home life as well, I think mm. with partners and things like that, you can see that you don't mm. habitually react in the way you might have done mm. previously. Um, where else have you seen benefits to mindfulness? Um, uh, formally, from as a form of mental health, um, it's a treatment. It's a you know, there, is, there are various um, manualized approaches to mindfulness. So one's called mindfulness-based cognitive therapy. One's called mindfulness-based stress reduction. And there is a considerable evidence of it helping people with various things, including depression, anxiety. Even physical illness, dealing with a, dealing with um, chronic pain and so on. You know, it, it's not some. It, and that's what I'm trying to get across. It's not some sort of, um, you know, out there hippie nonsense. It's really not. It, it's it's genuinely, you know, it's it's part of the UK Back medical guidance. Yeah, yeah, I mean, genuinely, it's part. It's a it's British medical um, authority. Nice, they introduce. They, uh, it's part of their recommended treatment for recurrent depression. So it's, you know, it's not some, some nonsense. And studies have shown his mm. efficacy is equal or better than mm. some of the uh, drugs. Drugs, particularly. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, medication, antidepressant medications work for people, work for many people. But this is also yeah, it's alongside a, it. I think the thing, the difference is, this is not a quick fix mm. necessarily. It can bring benefits quite quickly. Mm. But it's not necessarily a very quick fix, and that's the, that's the thing. It's it's actually hard. It's hard work to do that. It's hard to you know. It's hard to sit down for as as Neil said to even to to count breaths up to ten without forget without going you know yeah. without 
without think, going off something about else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely, and so for some, for some people, it is too it's too much. It's too much for them, and, and that's fair enough. But if you could just take little little bits out of it, it, it's amazing how it expands into so many aspects of your life where you become more mindful about rather than just going, you know, going to the fridge and grabbing, falling into a, a bucket of Hagen dazs as they say. It, it's, it's, you know, you're thinking more about it. Do I really need that? Do I really, do I really want that? Or, or mindfully eating something so you're not just throwing it down so your throat. Mindfully scrolling through social media is that possible? Well, again, it, so much of it is mindlessness, isn't it? It's you just doing it. It's just you know. But if you're choosing to, I am deliberately going to look at a particular aspect of social media, and that, that's perhaps a more appropriate, more skillful way of doing it because you're choosing yeah. to. You, you know, you know, you're aware of the. Res- you know, so if you're enraged by something, ah, oh yes, I'm being, I am being deliberately enraged so that I will carry on scrolling. That's mindful, isn't it? That's that's the essence of it. Yeah. Um, and again, I think it's noticing. You, you notice when you pick up your phone. You know, a lot of people will mindlessly mm. pick up their phone mm. and just automatically click on Instagram or whatever and scroll it without really knowing why they're doing it and that's exactly the mm. point there's nothing wrong there's nothing you know there is no good or bad there's no judgment as we said in anything but it's knowing that you're doing it and quite often you don't realize you could have spent half an hour scrolling and so i didn't even realize i picked up the phone mm. um and that's where the awareness comes in which is you know beneficial in so many so many ways mm. um yeah i see benefits in lots of things it's just but to me, the biggest is it stops this rumination or spiral mm. of uh, sort of negative thoughts. You start catastrophizing, mm. and you start you can see it happening with the mindfulness. You see, oh mm. yeah, this thought, right, and you know where it's going. So right, I just stop that, and mm. it's amazing how it works. Mm. You know, it's just like right back to the breath or back to what I'm doing, and. Uh, in, jobs are good. Yeah. and you can use your breath if you are in a tricky situation or you're finding it that's when you can use the breath in everyday life literally a couple of breaths breathing in i've done it stood in the middle of a you know a classroom just take a pause and suddenly it resets and you're suddenly back and you're not going reacting as we said before yeah from medical research they call that decentering that's 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 the mechanism that's used is that in that moment when your mind is starting to is, is is racing about something it's that okay let's move it away from that and for deliberately focus on an object an item your breath whatever it happens to be yeah so there's some people who we know who don't like the modern mindfulness mm-hmm. industry um because they think it's taken away too many of the sort of core elements that go with mindfulness like the ethics and the the things that you get when you combine it with buddhism and uh, the sort of philosophies that go with it how would you respond to I'd, that i'd agree a lot of i mean john Kabat-Zinn, the chap i couldn't remember his first name when we started this uh, started this podcast <laughs> is, it, is it john is it really it john? Is john, that, that yeah, doesn't, john john doesn't sound very exotic but it is john and uh, he's american isn't he? yeah i know that but kabat zinn's quite quite right, uh, okay. exotic sounding yeah but he deliberately when when bringing back buddhist philosophy 
ethics, uh, no, Buddhist approach to Western medicine or Western psychology. He deliberately wanted to strip out all of that, um, the kind of Buddhist ethics side of things, because right. of fear of how it would be taken. And I think that that is one of the issues of it, is that you can have, you can talk about mindfulness, and if you take away, okay, mindfully doing what? You can mind, mindful, mindful sniper. mindful sniper. I can be a mindful, um, I don't know, you know, something, or, you know, I can say something completely inappropriate now, but I won't. You know, you could, you could be, you can do all sorts of things mindfully. So the question is then, okay, so you mindful, well, so what? And that means, for, for me, is it so I can actually notice when I perhaps um, engage in more unethical activities or things that are perhaps not aligned with what I what I would like to be like or whatever. So you know, do you, you would you that. naturally become more ethical? Say you didn't, you had no ethic mm. sort of baseline. Would you do you think you become more ethical if you were more mindful anyway? I think that's a difficult question to answer because yeah. there's so many things are going into that your upbringing, your societal norms, or all sorts of things. But yeah, but you could. But the point is that you can choose, and I think that that or to a certain extent, in that moment, you are able to make a make a choice about how you respond. Say you yeah, but if you are being more mindful and you see that somebody's upset by your mm. reaction mm -hmm. or the way you've spoken, then that would surely allow some sort of yeah. ethical growth or I, I agree. passionate yeah. growth absolutely i don't think that well that's the issue is that you i don't think that just being mindful alone is necessarily going to be the answer to you know to to, to live in a more uh, a life that is so it won't aligned make, with it won't make ethical you, values yeah it won't make you in inverted commas a better person no, no. but it will make you better able to with life I, I would say so yeah and then I think mindfulness is a very valuable part of of any sort of transition in from a from a kind of mindless mindless living in autopilot I don't know whether it's alcohol food whatever it is that you do by watching hours of television then then definitely actually noticing that oh yeah okay that that's certainly a major step in that on that journey yeah so, to finish off, just to reiterate, um, the first step really is to try and get some sort of formal meditation mm. practice. Don't even call it meditation if you want. Just sat, mm. following the breath, or yeah. or I mean, th there's lots of other meditations people do, like focusing on a, a raisin in your mm. mouth or a chocolate in your mm. mouth or something, and taking the time to actually savor it. And mm. that actually, going back to things benefits I've seen when I go out for food now. I don't do it so much at home, but mindful eating, mm. I do try to really savour. Mm. I'm paying for this meal, and uh, so I'm mindfully savouring what mm. I'm eating rather than just shoving it in the mm. gob and uh, devouring it. And that's been quite nice because mm. you appreciate what's going on there. I would, I would say also, and I'm, I'm wrapping things up, but I would say that sometimes, so when we're in the water, when we're in the in the ocean, whether it's um, surfing, you 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 can't help but be mindful. You know, you can't, you know, it's just, you just have to, you just, you know, you are, you are at one with the sea, etc., etc. So is that the but flow no, state? But that, yeah, that is in a state of flow, absolutely. But that's not necessarily you are choosing that. That's, you know, the circumstances that, uh, that, that seem to be coming together allow that. And I think through mindful 
practices that you can perhaps create the states, create the situations, the circumstances where that flow state can, can emerge, you're deliberately doing it. So in the ocean, now we've got a cold dip. You know, I'm not, I don't have to, I, I can only be mindful. I can only yeah. be present. All I can do is focus on trying to stay alive because it's too flipping cold. <laughs> All right, that's absolutely when you're surfing. All you can do is focus on the you know the, the wave coming and you know and you do respond to it as as is appropriate at that time that's or not. Thing, yeah, in many activities, people do get in call it mm. flow state, whatever, where you mm. just things are happening and mm. you're literally in there at the moment. This is it, mm. nothing else. And mm. you know you hear tennis players on centre court in mm. Wimbledon and they're, they're almost oblivious to the crowd. Mm. You know, f- yeah, thirty thousand people, however many it holds, and. Mm. Uh, because they're in that state of, for want of a better word, it is mindfulness and mm. mindfully doing what they're doing, and it makes them a better player. Mm. I think so, but I think it's also the, the, the creating the circumstances that allow that to occur. It's not, they don't always they don't just happen. So you know you have to be really, you know, truly present, truly noticing, the you know what's going on at that moment. That yeah. was that was all I'd say. Yeah. yeah so yeah, sit down mm. and have a go. Yeah, <laughs> and so, you know, and, and it, and it, it it's. It's not some marketing mumbo jumbo. There is this genuine benefits to come yeah. from from living a, a life that is, you know, being mindful and living a mindful life. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say when you start your meditation, set a timer because mm. otherwise you haven't got a clue what's going mm-hmm. on. So it's only ten minutes or five minute timer, five minutes. just so you know that's it. Done. Yeah. That. Try and again, ideally, quiet place. Um, it helps to start, but it's say, not vital. Yeah, you say five minutes. You know, two minutes. Two minutes is better than nothing. You know, it is a starting point, and just see, see what, see what happens, see where it takes you. Yeah. And uh, you know, trust that there is actually, you know, as time goes on, you get a little, you get better at it. Yes, but it also it bleeds then into everyday life. It's it's fascinating how it does so, and you just noticing when you are noticing yeah with the warning it can take a while yes hope that made some sort of sense and uh thank you for listening thank you very much